Welcome back to middle school It's a zoo out there So just be cool Don't speak too loud Try to fit in But if you don't Then you can be in everyone and a welcome to the outfit repeaters i'm your host marissa Cantor, and with me as always is sam chung hello marissa it is great to be back and let me just say i relish this time that we are able to spend together ew <laughs> cringe no it doesn't work for me it worked so well it in did- the show <laughs> um especially on a week where you are unable to join us for the preview because you missed your train and Jermaine and I had to really hold down the fort. I was never planning to preview. That had nothing to do with the train. Well, that's why we're delayed here because... That's fake news. What? You're saying you missing the train is fake news? No, 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 no. I'm saying you and Jermaine doing the preview without me because I missed the train is fake news. Get your facts right. Oh, sorry. I see. This is... Without the time that I can relish with you... I just get all discombobulated. (laughs) Really? Because it seemed like you enjoyed unnecessarily dragging me when I wasn't there to defend myself. All right. Well, feel free to set the record straight. Horror movies are stupid and let me laugh. (laughs) (laughs) And other people were laughing too. Okay. And also, I've never seen Aquaman. That is also fake news. Okay, well, that was, I, I don't remember, I didn't remember which DC movies you had and hadn't seen. I, I, I did remember afterwards that you did miraculously make it through all 15 hours of the Batman. <laughs> <laughs> why? Yeah, I don't know why we did that. But once again, we are here to talk about how I met your father, as we do. I feel like this show is really starting to get into continuing storylines. In the back half of the season, mm-hmm. we had a, a plot and the plot is being nurtured and developed further yeah. in this week's episode. Yeah. Do you think the plot is uh, replacing? I mean, I really enjoyed last week's episode. As I mentioned, this week's episode, I thought was like just fine. They reintroduced some cringe, um, <laughs> not the, the least of which this callback. Who's my daddy? Drew's my daddy. (laughs) Ew. Yeah. Did you catch that? It happened like right at the beginning. No, I missed it. It was like when he first shows up at the bar. I was watching on the train. (laughs) And Sophie says something like, who's my daddy? I was like, you my dad. Oh, yeah. I was like, no, stop it. Stop it right now. (laughs) We had a few callbacks, I think. Um, Once again, we had Sophie translating how men speak to each other versus what they're actually saying and i do always enjoy that bit i will say yeah that was that was minorly amusing there wasn't i felt like there was more in the the one between sid and jesse there wasn't a lot in this one and there wasn't a lot of like future sophie in this one either no kim cattrall got to eat a hot dog for this episode and call it a day (laughs) yeah 
Um, she's there to cash checks. That's it. I respect it. It's very, um, it's always very, um, takes me a beat to get, find my groove when I am staring at you through a computer screen. It doesn't need to. Instead you just of with go. My own, <laughs> instead of with my own two eyes. Because you also relish the time that we spend together. Maybe I do. But if you say that joke one more time, I will hang up on you. Wow. <laughs> I guess I'll have to muster the strength to not do that anymore. <laughs> You know what? I was gonna say, come up with your own condiment pun, and you you did it before I could even before I could even say it. Touche is what I say to that. But I'm glad Anywho. we get to catch up like this. <laughs> so <laughs> yes, and today we are talking all things How I Met Your Father, season two, episode thirteen, family business. In this episode, Sophie and her dad run a business out of Pemberton's. Charlie and Jesse meet women they like. And Val and Ellen treat themselves to a fancy open house. You're saying that the episode title, it just reminded me, um, we got the rights to Boss Baby, the family business at work. So wow. much family business going on. What a day. I know. <laughs> what a what a moment. I know. I really thought, I'm just going to jump right in. I really thought that um, Daddy Nick was a scammer. Wow. For like a good 75% of the episode. I was disappointed that we didn't get to meet all five hot dog families. I thought we were going to get a Gangs of New York type <laughs> callback. Um, <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis would show up. He's been away from acting for, for many, many years now, but he would make a return just to get in this reference to the five New York hot dog families. And I'm assuming Nathan is on there as well. Nathan's hot dogs. And they would just all fight it out. Hot dog brawl. Yeah, a hot dog brawl in the street. I don't know. There was just so much sketchiness around him. And then when he's like, oh, Geo Kowalski, we got to give him a cut of the hot dog <laughs> revenue. And then he was like, I'm your cousin. I don't know. They were just like, what is happening? And it was also ended up being so pure and tender hearted at the end. But I really thought for a while it was taking a different turn. Yeah. Why? I'm. What do you think is the real story behind Daddy Nick's barbed wire tattoo? <laughs> I know I started calling him Daddy Nick, but it really is <laughs> different when you call him Daddy Nick. I don't know. Do you have any ideas? Um, I hadn't really thought about it until just now. I, I I'll rumin I'll ruminate on it and, and get back to you because it is okay. a super random tattoo to have. It is. Um, it is. And it doesn't it's not like no offense to you, but your tattoos are very innocent. This is the opposite of that. Well, my cousin, the tattoo artist, said that any tattoo is a badass tattoo if you want it to be. And yours is not. So you don't want your tattoo to be a badass tattoo. <laughs> are you saying lavender can't be badass? Please explain to me how, oh, I'll kill you with allergies. <laughs> you know what? Based on my experience on the East Coast, <laughs> it's possible. No, it's not. No, I would, I would not qualify your tattoos as badass tattoos. It's not a barbed wire tattoo situation. Whatever. So last week we were talking about the ways that the show, you know, generally breaks up the cast into pairs and how it was a very typical pairing last week was this week the different groupings that you've been waiting for not necessarily 
I don't know. I feel like these are also pretty common pairings. You know, I did I did appreciate that I guess uh Sophie and Sid got more time together since we believe that that is perhaps where this is headed. They got to hug in this episode, so there was something. They had a moment of physical touch. Yeah, they had a physical that we touch can all moment. Read way too much into. But I actually think we've got Val and Ellen a lot. Um, I'm just remembering back to the time that like they went on that double date with emoji head. Yeah, with, with emoji head. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if that's like disproportionately skewing my perception of the previous episodes. Um, it might be. Maybe. I mean, I did like that it was different. I thought that I liked the Jesse and Charlie storyline probably the most in this episode. And I thought Charlie's American accent was actually pretty good. Jesse's British accent was terrible. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that that storyline was very fun as well. Yeah, I was surprised, though, that they made up a fake celebrity rather than tried to grab a cameo. This is also coming off. I I had immediately watched like the like the season finale of Dave almost right before watching this. And that show is so good at getting cameos in the finale. He got Rachel McAdams. He got, he got Brad Pitt and he got Drake all to show up. And now here we have like Kyle Richard, real housewife, Kyle Richard, (laughs) Kyle Richards as, um, as, as fake celebrity Missy Moritz. That was Brooke Shields. It was not Brooke Shields. It was Kyle Richards. No, it wasn't. What are you talking about? Did we watch the same episode? It was Bravo's Kyle Richards. Are you sure? Yes, she was credited. What do you mean? Does Kyle Richards look like Brooke Shields? (laughs) What? No, she looks like Kyle Richards. What is happening right now? Okay, Marissa's hard at work researching what she knows (laughs) is already the case. That Brooke Shields was nowhere to be found here. This is almost as bad as when I misattributed, um, oh my God, the uh, Patrick Brewster last week. <laughs> I'm fully embarrassed right now. Uh, my only defense is that I watched this on my phone on the train and I had my phone like propped up against my laptop okay, while okay, I was okay. taking notes. You know, we don't need, we don't need this self-defense. But no. I messed up last week and you just messed up right now and we're moving on. Yeah, but mine is worse. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, um, I I wanted there to be, I don't know, part of me, part of me wanted there to be like an actual cameo because now we're going on two weeks without introducing anybody to the Woody Penis Club. But then part of you was like, you know what, probably better off in the long run. Oh, did you not count um, Liam Neeson? Oh, shoot. I totally forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of blocked that out because I was like, why are we still making Liam Neeson references in 2023? Like, it shocks me that of all the people who got canceled for one reason or another in the past, what, like five years, that with everything Liam Neeson does, like, he's still fine to just go on. He's in the same category as Mel Gibson to me. Well. I refuse it's an honor to, at this point to be inducted into the Woody Venus Club, and I will not bestow <laughs> Liam Neeson with that honor. <laughs> I respect that take. So this week's episode really picks up where last week left off with the cliffhanger of Nick showing up at the bar and tells Sophie he's her dad. And we were like, how? How is this possible? How could, how could this happen? 
And then we learn that, and this was a stretch to me, that like, he's like, I have a security camera in front of the store. But like the idea of somebody going like day by day and like watching the security footage. Yeah, especially if nothing suspicious happened. That's what I mean. Like <laughs> nothing happened. But we cut to like security camera footage of Unless you buy Sophie. that Sophie was so suspicious in her actions outside the store that it caught the attention of, you know, the people inside. But we get this footage of her practicing introducing herself and just giving Nick everything he would need to know to find her in this introduction. He's a, he's a strange guy. <laughs> I think yeah, I've deduced. At, he's a strange at guy. At first, too, I it took me a beat to figure out where I knew him from because he wasn't in a suit. Uh-huh. Uh, do you know where you know him from? Yeah, it was Clark Gregg. Yeah. Of of the MCU, the, Clark Gregg. Of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. I, I'm familiar with An Clark Gregg. An agent Reg. of S.H.I.E.L.D. It, it wasn't, not Brooke Shields. It was <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> no, he, he was not Brooke Shields either. Uh, he was Clark Gregg, former agent but of yes, S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> dressed down, hot dog owner. Yeah, he uh, self-admittedly has never been a father before, but he had a cat once. So it's different, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I found uh, Sophie's rant outside to be very, like, too convenient. Like, who in their rant of, like, practicing to introduce themselves to their estranged father is like, you know what I like to do? I like to hang out at Pemberton's. (laughs) My friends and I, we all hang out at this bar called Pemberton's. Like, that's the only thing that pops up. You have 30 years of personal history, and you take, for the past six months, I've hung out at Pemberton's. (laughs) yep yeah it was a a situation um oh and she also told her dad she has sex that was fun good thing good thing we got that love it they agree to get lunch the following day sit down get to know each other um meantime charlie and jesse are for lack of a better word they are bored and horny and they want to fix that pretty much Yes, this is the scene where Sophie translates their bro speak with the subtext that they want to go check out a new bar together to meet women. Now, with with Pemberton's being such a setting, did it feel like a betrayal to send Jesse and Sid to another bar uh, on Mercer? They're go- yeah, they're going all the way down to Mercer. No one's going to recognize them there. They're, they've fully, you know, gone through three or four neighborhoods and now, <laughs> now they're all the way down on Mercer. So I think it's fine. Although I would say, you know, Charlie's had a lot of opportunities. Like he very recently has been like a, like a, you know, a player. He just has sorely mismanaged his hand. But we know that Charlie has some game. He just has been trying to juggle too many women at the same time. Jesse, on the other hand, hopeless case. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why he wants Charlie to go with him. Yeah, I think it's interesting the way the show is just like the the Val and Charlie of it all. It's interesting how the show is handling that, because to me, it's like they're way too normal around each other at this point. Yeah. And what are you? Well, Val's engaged like she's a she's spoken for. (laughs) (laughs) She's in a very healthy relationship right now. Yes. And I fully forgot Love Victor's name 
last week. So I just kept calling him Love Victor. But we are reminded that it is Swish. And how could I forget? Yeah. How could you forget? <laughs> about Swish. Valeria thinks that... Why did I say... Her name's Val... Wait, what's her name? Her name's Valentina, right? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was just reading Sizzle Reel by Carlin Greenwald. <laughs> but yes, um, Sw Val thinks that Swish is cheating on her. And she is thrilled. And this is so, this is so bizarre to me, this whole subplot of information, like this whole thing is like, why are you just continuing to entertain the idea of being engaged to this child? Yeah, I've completely lost the plot on why she can't just break up with him. Same. Because she was trying to prove Sophie wrong at one point, but then Sophie is obviously broken up with her not dad. So I feel like that should excuse Val from having this obligation that she feels. Yeah, we're really, we really have lost the plot. And I think the <laughs> fact that this was all set up before the hiatus is only making it all the more confusing. Yeah. And then like, if she doesn't do it now, like you would think that the fact that she lost the ring and had to almost like sell a pint of her blood, like that should be a wake up call <laughs> to just like end it. Yeah. And then for whatever reason, Ellen just kind of jumps in and she likes going to fancy open houses that they can't afford and asks Val to come along, which felt very random. Honestly, like, I feel like the likelihood that a celebrity would have an open house like this, like imagine, you know, like I'm sure you've seen like, I don't, I don't know, is it, I forget who, do, it's Architectural Digest, right? They do like these tours of like all these celebrities, you know, like New York apartments. But if, for example, like we're looking at like Jimmy Fallon's <laughs> apartment, the one with like the slide and like it's multiple levels inside, I can't imagine him having an open house. You would just, you would know. You would have to, like, I can only imagine like it being shown through like a, like a realtor. Oh, it would be private yeah. showings. I've seen Selling Sunset. <laughs> you don't just. I know. That's how we know that Simu just... Liu has the same chair as us almost. <laughs> Yeah, you don't just let commoners into plebeians into your home, yeah. and also you would never, you would never be there hiding in the closet. Well, <laughs> hiding. <laughs> Although I was confused a little bit about Missy Moritz and like her claim to fame. I know I'm skipping ahead, but like, is she just like a Rebecca Black character? Like, she had one viral song and then wears hats, and now she's famous. That's all it takes in 2023, <laughs> I guess. I'm not sure that 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 whole story was a little why for me. Um, but I did really enjoy Charlie and Jesse and their Pemberton's betrayal. Why? Why do you think it's a betrayal? Because if you have a friend who owns a bar, obviously it's a betrayal if you go to any other bar. Yeah, but you can't pick up people at like, I don't know if it's like no, a, if I know, it's a miss I know. you have to go out you have to you have to put yourself out there. i know if it's a miss with a regular your... then it's just gonna be awkward for like <laughs> weeks and weeks yeah so they are downtown in a new in a new area new scene and they are trying to flirt with people who are at this bar and charlie is good at it and jesse is bad at it i don't even think it's not even that um charlie's good at it it's just his accent really we'll get into the accent don't you worry we will we will we will talk all about accents but first sophie 
talks with Sid at Pemberton's, who asks her how how the lunch with her dad went. I kind of wish we saw the lunch in real time instead of being shown it through flashback. Yeah, but then Sid wouldn't have been able to weigh in on it. But Sophie's takeaway is that it was kind of awkward at first. They don't have anything in common. Like, they don't share the same favorite movie. Um, They can't both roll their tongues. What does that mean? Uh, Is he even my dad if his favorite movie isn't Christmas with the Cranks? I I know exactly zero people whose favorite movie is Christmas with the Cranks. (laughs) (laughs) And Sid says that, you know, you can't expect to bond with your dad for, like, after one day. Like, it's just been a day. Like, like, chill. And here in bold, see, this is where my notes started to take a turn. In bold, I wrote, Sophie's dad is sus. Sophie's but he's not. He's just, is sus. He's just he's, awkward. Yeah, and he's just like his own guy. Like so much of who you are is like behavioral. So yeah, obviously, if you haven't seen your dad in 30 years. <laughs> no, I wrote that it was sus because he starts talking about business and how like business is down at night, which inspires this like pop-up hot dog shop idea for them to do together. I guess. And it's it, it w- that was it wouldn't take that, that felt sus to me. It, it it can feel sus, but I feel like it falls apart because like he must know, or maybe he doesn't know, but like it doesn't take that much to know that like Sophie is basically unemployed. <laughs> like what is what is on Sophie's LinkedIn page for real? But Pemberton's is is a location that she mentioned to him in her. Like, honestly, Sophie could be using him as much as he's using her. She's like, oh, <laughs> a job. <laughs> oh, money. I, I'm an heiress. <laughs> That's what she, I'm a hot dog heiress. Yeah. Like, oh, she can just avoid work now forever. Yeah. So Sophie basically offers up Pemberton's as the location for a pop up hot dog shop without asking it was very much a like ask for forgiveness, not permission situation, which Sid ultimately agrees to. They hug here. Did the hug feel like earned? I don't I, I don't know. No. Um, that's basically what I said. You just said it more harshly. <laughs> but it happened. Then we're back downtown with Charlie and Jesse, who are just trying and Jesse, much like much like Sam has already mentioned, is like, it's your accent. Like, if I had a British accent, I could pick up women too. You're like, it's not, it's like, it's not, it's not me. It's my voice. <laughs> yeah. Marissa, can you, can you please do the accent for us? No. <laughs> um, Charlie says, trust me, Jesse, this accent is a curse because Jesse's perspective is that women don't even see him or get to know him they just hear the accent and are taken by it life is so hard mm-hmm. for charlie i did write down the line where he's like charlie's kind of going on and on about this like the accent being a curse and he he just is going on and on and he mentions a tea towel and then jesse says what's a tea towel and then charlie says i hate this country i thought that was funny yeah and that's the moment when they decide okay Let's swap accents and see how the rest of the night plays out, which I thought was a fun bit. I did. I did find it amusing that Jesse's first instinct is Michael Caine. 
just wild. <laughs> Speaking of Batman. <laughs> oh, my Lanta. So as this is going on, Val and Ellen are pretending to be posh at an open house. And that's when they realize that it is a famous person's house. Again, famous for what? We don't know. Yeah. Um, she wears amazing hats. She invented shapewear for dogs. And she wrote the song, Ass So Rich. Well, that sounds like enough. I mean, that's all it takes these days. And she has fake Louboutins. What a woman. Not Brooke Shields. Okay, we can let it go. (laughs) Well, now I have something new to relish. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Sophie and Nick pulled this pop-up together so fast. The timing of this episode is like once again whoa, they whoa, get whoa, a little whoa, whoa, um whoa, whoa. Wait, it's a little loopy. Wait, you completely skipped the fact that Val always brings Vaseline wherever she goes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that I was didn't so strange. That was... <laughs> <laughs> and like, even if you had Vaseline, you're gonna put it on a hat and then get the hat onto your head and then get Vaseline all over your head. <laughs> Sorry, that's wild. I know, that one just blew my mind. Anyways, sorry. Yes, Pemberton's. It's an ATM location. Obviously, that's what draws the people. It feels like, again, the 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 timing. So this episode takes place like fully in a day. So they ex- they come up with the hot, hot dog pop-up idea and execute it in the same day. Yeah. Sophie moves fast. There's no time to waste. I mean, in a world where Sid and Jesse can go back and forth or... Yeah, back and forth to Jersey in probably like 20 minutes. Anything's possible. And Nick is impressed that the place is so packed. Again, I just got really like suspicious vibes from everything that this man did. Say the line that you've been saying. The, the line that I've been saying? Uh, it, it was not Brooke Shields. <laughs> <laughs> Which line? What are, you, what are you referring to? Oh, maybe it's not that now. The relish line is later. Oh, yeah, no, that was later as they're doing their like montage of, you know, bonding. Yes, but he calls her kid and that makes Sophie very emotional. Yeah, hot dog. Oh, that's what it was. <laughs> well, hot dog. Yeah. Back in the Charlie and Jesse world, they did manage to pick up two women like Angelina and Juliana from the bar who are going to... Go all the way back uptown, apparently, for cocktails. Yeah. Which, after learning the truth behind, like, what was going on in that story all along, why? <laughs> I know. Yeah. So, I mean, can we just skip? Like, they're, so they're all part of, like, a, a bachelorette party. Angelina's bachelorette party, I believe. She's just going to abandon yes. it. <laughs> yes. Yes. For number yes, 17 Angelina on the list. Not even, it's not even in the top 10. Number 17. Was to pick up someone with a British accent. The problem now, back, that was like that, we, we jumped to the end, but back in the where we currently are, the problem here is Jesse and Charlie have now both met people that they actually like, but with their fake accents. So now it's like, how can they, how long can they extend the bit? How do they undo what they've done? There was a well-timed Little Mermaid joke from Charlie, I will say. Yeah. Disney man. I wonder if they just kind of like snuck that in last minute. (laughs) They're like, what's the air date on this one again? Yeah, it's like, 
will I have to choose between like the woman I love or my voice? Am I the little mermaid? And Jesse connects with Angelina because she's a teacher. He's a teacher. They both turn their chairs backwards when they're trying to, you know, connect with the kids. That's also something that police officers do when they're interrogating a suspect. But, you know, (laughs) you know, yeah. Missy Moritz shows up in her closet, not Brooke Shields. Here are my notes I wrote. Oh, Missy Moritz is Brooke Shields. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You said that you wrote that in your notes with such confidence. It's in all caps. It's in all caps. (laughs) I never thought I would say this, but maybe you need to watch more Bravo. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. She says, I will call security and they're not afraid to hit women because they are women. Whoa. Hashtag feminism, I guess. Yeah, a lot of feminist things happening these past couple episodes. Gotta love women hitting women. (laughs) she loves no she's like get out of my closet meanwhile sophie and her dad seem to be doing so well with their pop-up shop that sophie suggests expanding the business here it is i really relished doing this with you yeah good one i don't think we've mentioned this yet but there's so much shade at sophie's grandmother oh yeah (laughs) I don't know. There's so much about this that doesn't make sense. Nick seems to have, er, am I reading this wrong? Like he is referring to like Sophie's grandmother, right? When he talks about like his, does he talk about his stepmother? Or no, I guess that's his stepmother. Never mind. That's not his mother-in-law. I believe so. Okay. But yeah, so much shade on the stepmother. She's really out here like uh, (laughs) trying to ruin the business and undermine the whole operation. That's why there's no more family discount. Yeah, she does not seem like an ally to the cause. Internal strife within a powerful hot dog family is straight road down, like, you know, downhill. Truly. I mean, who doesn't want to just go to a different location and do a hot dog pop up every night? Um, That's just living the American dream. You're right. Sophie is really, really like, she's like, this is my chance. This, this seems more like a more viable income stream than whatever I'm currently doing. Because she's not doing anything. She sold, she sold the picture and then stole it back. That's, I think, the last <laughs> thing we saw from her career. How is she surviving in New York? <laughs> These are great questions. Um, on that note, like we've def- I think the most recent person we've seen working, I mean, obviously, there's Sid and Charlie, right? They're working at the bar from time to time. I think before that, it's probably Val, right? Like Val got a work story. I don't think we've seen Jesse go to school in quite some time. That's true. We also have seen Ellen working at the produce or the, you know, the grocer. Yeah. How she still has that job, though, is miraculous. When she like fell through the ceiling. Yeah. When she fell through the ceiling. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I don't know that I'd be able to come back from that, but props to her. So after being kicked out of... Kyle Richards' closet, not Brooke Shields. Val realizes that she is no longer wearing her ring, Grandma Swish's ring, and they have to go back and get it because well-behaved women rarely make history. Definitely and not. Like, <laughs> and like Sam, Sam. Yeah. Why is she wearing a ring? What is going on? I don't understand. What do you mean? It's the engagement ring. 
Yes, but like she does not want to be engaged to Swish. Swish is not present in this scene. Why is she wearing the ring? I mean, why not? Also, is it possible for a ring to just slip off your finger? I mean, it was probably all that Vaseline. (laughs) (laughs) Touche. That's a good one. I mean, that's like the only logical reason why to, why <laughs> they would Vaseline. mention Vaseline yeah. in this episode. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that until just now, but you're probably right. Too much Vaseline. <laughs> Back at the apartment, now Charlie and Jesse are pretending to be method actors in order to drop their accents. I know. Daniel Day-Lewis all over this episode. <laughs> yes, they get a call from um, their agent saying the play is off. Um, but then naturally the next question is, oh, you were supposed to be in a play. What was it about? You guys have to do a scene for us. Jesse says, well, we can't. We don't have the puppets. Um, so it was going to turn into some like weird Avenue Q situation. Shades of forgetting and Sarah then, Marshall, a dark Angelina comedy with the, puppets. <laughs> Angelina, the teacher, pulls out her classroom puppets that she just carries on her in the bag that she brought to her bachelorette party. Yeah, there's definitely some weird item list with the puppets <laughs> on the list. Yes, back at Pemberton's, they sold out. Hot dogs are gone. What a night. But, oh no, in walks... Wait, <laughs> wait. running a business is so easy. <laughs> Sounds about white. <laughs> Sid, Sid dropping. And then Sophie being like, you just said sound about... Oh. <laughs> Yeah. But then in walks Geo Kowalski, the Polish hot dog king. We really messed up because we're on his turf and we get a whole history from Daddy Nick about <laughs> the hot dog mafia. Back in the day, slinging dogs was a messy business. It was wasteful, dangerous. They don't call it street food for nothing. Basically, this whole elaborate backstory all to say that we're in big trouble if we don't give Geo a cut to smooth things over. We can't, we can't be a pop-up business because we cannot encroach on anyone else's turf. It is bizarre to me. So it's very clear. I mean, at this point, it was clear to me that um, Nick did not want to do pop-ups. I don't understand. Why does he... F- He's just met this woman. Like, just tell her you don't want to do this anymore. It's so much. And again, I was still like... This is all so sus because I was like, he's definitely in cahoots with this Geo Kowalski. And is he trying like, but I couldn't figure out what the end game was. I it really did not. I did not put the pieces together. Got you. You didn't you didn't see the, the connection between Geo Kowalski and, and, and Nick? No. Then we're back with Jesse and Charlie ready to improv a puppet show. They say it's New York City. September 11th, 2000, 2000. And like, really? I mean, first date that pops into mind. Any date works. (laughs) Yeah, it was rough. Really? Yeah. And basically the jig is up real quick. They fess up, hope that it's okay because we really like you. And then we get that turn where actually the, the women were playing them. Only because... Julie, the one who was interested in Charlie, really does like Charlie. So everything's coming up Charlie. Once yeah. again, Jesse is hopeless Charlie Brown. 
completely hopeless. There was honestly like a 25% chance that if they went back to his room, he'd find another one of Ellen's bras. So probably crisis averted. (laughs) (laughs) So then back with Val and Ellen and Kyle Richards, they ask her if she has seen a ring and we see that she has fully stolen the ring and then gaslights them. It's murky territory. Is it stealing if somebody leaves their things in your apartment <laughs> after having broken in? I don't know, man. It's messy. I don't know. Yeah, the ethical line is a little murky. Like, did did they... I mean, also, the closet fully was, like, taped off. Like, not only was it, like, do not enter, there was, like, caution tape, like a crime fully scene. Trespassing. <laughs> yeah, fully, so they, fully trespassing. Yeah, Fully, fully trespassing. They fully trespassed into a space that they clearly were not, you know, invited to, and then left behind what I'm sure Missy could only, you know, interpret as a calling card. <laughs> oh, my Lanta. I don't, it's hard to say who's more wrong here. Fair enough. Well, Sophie can say for sure who is wrong, and that is Geo Kowalski. And she's going to go confront him because nobody can talk to her dad that way. This is where, shout, do, we even, do we even mention his name again or was once enough? Once was, once was good. Once was enough. Sid goes out with Sophie to confront Gio. Sophie's bravado just is her results in, or just, she just ends up crying, essentially. She's just like, don't be mean to my dad. Yeah. Really fell apart so fast. And honestly, I can relate to that. So no judgment here. Wild. And then it turns out this guy isn't even named Gio Kowalski. He's Jake from State Farm. He's just Jake, her cousin. (laughs) And she's like, I have a cousin? And that's her first thought, not, what the fuck? (laughs) Not, my dad is a lying liar who lies? Who lies? (laughs) So much drama. (laughs) Val and Ellen need to figure out a solution, a way to get Grandma Swish's ring back, a ring that Val should have never had in the first place. And they go back to the closet once more. And show Kyle Richards a photo that they took from inside her closet also should not have taken like fully fully like no but they have it and in the photo cans of red paint why would she have cans of red paint in her closet oh because she paints the bottom of her shoes she has knockoff lubes that would ruin her Yeah, her and her size 13 feet. Yeah, they don't make a size 13. That's why I always wear these amazing hats to draw the eye up. (laughs) (laughs) And basically Val blackmails her. If she deletes the photo, she'll get the ring back. Problem solved. Yeah, and then on top of that, they'll each get a hat for a pint of blood. That's concerning. (laughs) (laughs) Val's considering it. Is this woman really a vampire? Maybe. Are we sure that the red paint is actually paint? Ooh, touche. Oh, yeah. Maybe she paints the bottom of her <laughs> shoes in blood. <laughs> <laughs> well, that brings us to the final scene in this episode where ultimately Nick doesn't want to have a pop-up business with Sophie. He doesn't want to take the Staten Island ferry every day. And who can blame a guy? Sophie's like, but this is our thing. And he's like, we don't need a thing to have a relationship. And he very earnestly is like, you know, 
I thought it was too late for me when it came to having a family, but now you're here and it's a game changer. The best kind of game changer. Aww. Soft. And Sophie's like, why didn't you just tell me the truth? Like, why did you come up with this whole elaborate thing? And his answer was that he didn't want to hurt her feelings. And this makes Sophie very emotional because, oh my God, that is their first thing in common. Wow. And that's pretty much it from there. I wrote Sid and Sophie have a moment again, but I didn't, I don't recall why. Oh, did they have a moment? I didn't notice a moment. What was the moment? I don't know. I don't remember why I wrote that. Probably just in relationship to what just happened with her. Oh, was it in all caps? No. (laughs) But my last line is in all caps because in walks Val and Swish and she thinks that Swish is going to break up with her. She knows that he's cheating on her with someone named Allie. And nope, Allie is Swish's engagement party planner. And that is how the episode ends. Yeah. How do we feel about, um, I like it personally, the end of the episodes now kind of setting up the next episode, giving a little bit more of a, a structure, a plot thrust. Yeah, I like that. Because um, if looking ahead, next week's episode is called The Disengagement Party. Yeah, I like that. I mean, it's, um, I, I wouldn't put it at the same level, but it it's it almost reminds me of like how Arrested Development always does the like the next time ons, but they're not really next time ons. They're like just extra scenes, but they do kind of set up what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wouldn't, again, I wouldn't put how I met your father (laughs) and, uh, arrested development on the same tier for me personally. But, um, I do appreciate what they're trying to do, uh, from a storytelling perspective. Yes. We love plot over here on the outfit repeaters. Well, and we all one of us love loves plot. <laughs> You're right. I'm all vibes. <laughs> Anything else to say about this week before we wrap up? Yeah. Uh, Marissa, is a hot dog a sandwich? No, it's a hot dog. <laughs> Interesting take. I will not be commenting further on this matter. I mean, this is a hot topic. <laughs> I, believe, I believe a hot dog is a sandwich. It's a hot dog. Uh, it's just a hot dog. It's not okay. Whatever you just said, you wouldn't comment further, and now you're already trying to to back up your claim. It was a yes, <laughs> no question. Is a hot dog a sandwich? You gave the incorrect answer. The correct answer Sam, is Sam, yes. Sam, 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 <laughs> Sam, Sam, MVP. I'm gonna go with uh, Charlie. I was very impressed with his American accent. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 Um, I think that that is a solid pick. I. Like, do I have a serious MVP or do I have a joke MVP? Do you have a joke MVP? Um, well, well, there's like a piece of me that wanted to give it to Swish for as long as he's here. I thought you were going to give it to Brooke Shields, even though she wasn't even in this episode. <laughs> I think that Swish, whatever he's doing, he he is committed to the he is committed. Yeah. He's just a he's just a boy in love, a man in love. Are you trying to make a crazy ex-girlfriend's connection? No. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm not mad at that choice. That's a solid choice. Yeah. Um, Michael Semino, Cimi- he's really getting around, staying booked and busy. He's also in the final season of Never Have I Ever. Wow. That drops this week. And Love Victor's on Disney Plus. So For now. For now. <laughs> cool. Well, Sam, what are we doing next week? 
Uh, Next week we are in New York. I know. Do we just go record from Times Square? <laughs> the real New York, not yeah. the Paramount lot. <laughs> do we do record? Do we do we find Pemberton's and record from there? <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Cool. Well, in the meantime, follow us at Outfit Repeat Pod on Twitter. At Alpha Repeaters Podcast on Instagram. You can email us at Alpha Repeaters Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. If you want to check out any of our other episodes, our preview for the month of June 2023, you can find that either at our website, www.paginatedmedia.com, or on any platform where podcasts are available. And we will be back at some point in time in the next week to talk about How I Met Your Father, season two, episode 14. Uh, the disengagement party.